Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for your retirement elevated. Hello and welcome to another show. Walter Storholt here alongside Scott Dugan. So excited that you've decided to join us. We've got a great program on the way today, but let's welcome into the show Scott, first of all. Hey, Scott, how are you this week? I'm wonderful, Walter. How are you? Glad to hear that and looking forward to our conversation on today's podcast. We're going to be talking about being prepared for rising taxes. Now, Scott, you yourself and many others in the world have written a lot about taxes. Nobody likes paying them, of course, but pay them we must. And I think there are few people in the world who would volunteer to have a detailed discussion about taxes, yet that's going to be our subject matter today. And I would be willing to guess of all the content, you know, you're, you're a prolific content generator, Scott. You put out a lot of blogs and all these podcasts, and you're in workshops and speaking all the time. Although nobody likes talking about taxes, I bet if you were to track it, you would see anytime you bring up the subject, you'd be able to see that a lot of people probably click on it, engage with it, and are paying attention to the tax conversation. Uh, you're absolutely right. And, you know, taxes are this mystical animal um, it's you know again we all we <laughs> the spend our lives of the financial the, world it is it is and so you know you know the tax code is enormous it's complex and you know, it's ever-changing so yeah a lot of people are nervous about taxes they don't quite understand all the things about about taxes and so some people avoid it but the bottom line is you know taxes are a big budgetary item, especially if you start thinking about, you know, income taxes. So federal income tax, state income tax, property tax, sales tax. I mean, taxes are a big deal. Now we spend most of our time talking about the federal income tax and state income taxes. More importantly, how to minimize those. That's really the focus. You know, how to keep more of your money in your pocket. And when we talk about, you know, we always had the question, and for years, I've been doing this, you know, almost 20 years, is that I would have to start any article or any conversation or, or speaking event with, you know, folks, I can't tell you when taxes are going to go up or if they are. Well, that's different now. Hmm. I can tell you when taxes are going to go up. That's January 1st, 2026, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Very because, few things in the financial world can we pinpoint the prediction like that. <laughs> yeah. And the reason I know that is because the tax changes that came about, those are going to sunset at the end of 2025. So they revert back to the tax rates in 2017, which right now are higher than they currently are. You know, We're in the lowest tax brackets we've been in 31 years. And so it's an interesting time, interesting time, actually full of opportunities for some people. And so they could go up sooner. And how could that happen? Well, that could be politically motivated. I'm not saying that's going to happen or, you know, for sure, but we know 2025, they're going to go up. It could go up sooner, depending on what happens with politics in our election. So we really just need to make sure we're not failing to plan accordingly because there's some painful financial consequences if we don't make good plans. So that said, not everybody should alter their plan, you know, their current income plan or financial plan, but some should. 
And like most matters, this is a very nuanced subject, and there are very few absolutes or hard and fast rules here. So we're going to go through and talk about today, you know, some of the things that you can do and things you should consider if, you know, tax minimization is important and it's on your radar. It's, and it's kind of funny, Scott, before you go on to the next thought there, I just think back to uh, the first time my wife got a job. And I mean, like full time job, not necessarily just like working at the you know Bed Bath and Beyond. Or uh, I always mix those two up. Was it Bed Bath? No, no, Bath and Body Works is where she worked in in her high school days. But it was so funny with the first time she had her a true real job, a uh, full time job out of school and everything. She gets her first paycheck and looks at it and goes what happened to it? <laughs> and we looked at it and I showed, well, this goes to these taxes. This goes to this, this goes to that. So I like, say, so yeah, that's what you're left with. And she was like, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and the funny thing is it could be worse. You know, taxes could be a lot higher. It could be. And speaking of taxes could be higher, did a little research. And in looking back to 1980, which is not that long ago, I was seven years old at that time. Um, and in 1980, there was over 30 tax brackets that were in the tax code, and the top tax bracket Re- really was, simplifying it there with 30. Re- it really, yes, yeah. top tax bracket was 70 percent marginal bracket. And how much money did you have to make to hit that top bracket? Twenty nine thousand nine hundred dollars. Wow, even adjusted so, to today, that's not much. Yeah. So in today's world, that's, you know, over $90,000 in income with inflation, about 3% inflation rate. But still, you know, that's a hefty, hefty amount, you know, to pay. So you think about that, you have a dollar and you give 70 cents to the IRS and you get to keep 30 of it on that top marginal bracket. So have tax rates been higher? You better believe it. Are they going to go that high? I don't know. All I can do is discuss what the reality is and things that you can do to help minimize that. And it, it's always difficult to discuss taxes without also discussing politics because rising taxes is a sure way to lose an election. And I don't know of any politician who wants to be associated with raising your taxes. As a result, we have this weird situation where tax rates have you know been historically low, while our country's annual spending deficit and overall debt levels have been growing astronomically. So as they say, something, it seems, has to give. And so it is my personal belief, and this is just my opinion, that at some time in the future, we're probably going to see higher rates just because it's a it's this four-letter word that nobody wants to talk about, and it's called math. <laughs> it's just the math doesn't pencil out if we don't make some adjustments along the way. So when I teach tax-focused retirement classes, I always like to ask the group, do you think taxes in the future will go down, stay the same, or go up? And with some accompanying chuckling and sighing, all the people in the room agree that taxes will have to rise in the future. So if that's true, does your current retirement planning reflect that eventuality? And that's what we want to talk about today. And before we get too far here, please know that there's no silver bullet to reducing your tax rate in retirement unless you choose to live on less income and thus pay lower taxes. And I don't know about you, but most people, however, would prefer to have more income without incurring higher taxes. So if more income and lower taxes is the goal, you know, have you considered that even if the IRS doesn't change the actual tax brackets, you earning a higher income within those same tax brackets means your taxes are being raised without even a single cast vote. 
And by way of cheapening future dollars through inflation, you know, we're growing our lifestyles and necessary incomes and thus inflating ourselves into higher tax rates instead, which to me is pretty sneaky. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things that you – not to uh, – well, I guess we don't have to worry about the FCC here. We've got mostly an adult audience, right? You're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of situation. Yeah, that's definitely the, definitely the case. I can bleep that out later if you need me to. I, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've got an adult audience. So. That's right. But, uh, so with all of this in mind, let's just agree for now that taxes will raise into the future. If that's true, have you done what you can to minimize your pain? And so we're going to go through just a few thoughts to consider if you believe taxes will rise going forward. So first off, number one, maybe consider funding a Roth IRA or Roth 401k as early as you can with as much money as you can. Now, the younger you are, the better this strategy is likely to work. Uh, So getting money into a tax-free account like a Roth means that money isn't affected by higher tax rates in the future. So that Roth IRA, Roth 401k, you know, putting contributions in it, you definitely may want to consider that if that fits the point in time that you are in, in your you know, accumulation phase or getting closer to retirement. Seems like uh, you've talked about that before, Scott, where a Roth IRA or 401k option, just it's rare that it doesn't fit into somebody's plan. Like if somebody has the opportunity to add to mm-hmm. those, I know we always have to be careful with the blanket statements in the financial world, but just one of those kinds of things that's kind of good for everybody almost. It is. Now, obviously, there's some constraints depending on your income levels You know, there uh, to do that. But in my opinion, I talk about being tax diversified, meaning we shouldn't have all our eggs in one basket. There's a reason these little sayings stand the test of time, like not all your eggs in one basket, because they're true. That's why they're still around. <laughs> if they weren't true, they'd go away. And so, yeah, if we have a choice, maybe put some money in the in the 401k, the traditional side, maybe the Roth 401k or Roth IRA or regular IRA. It's just good to, to spread things around. And again, You've got to look at your particular situation to make sure it fits you know, your plan. But it correct, it, it does make sense that money that's tax-free in the future is probably an important benefit, in, in my opinion. Okay. What else? Uh, next, uh, converting an IRA into a Roth IRA. So paying taxes on the converted amount now rather than later means you willingly pay, you're paying the tax during a time of lower tax rates. So said another way, you've heard another podcast or in my uh, speaking events, I talk about the golden decade quite a bit. And that golden decade is that age from 60 to 70. And what does that signify? Well, number one, you're past the 59 and a half stage, which you're penalized 10% for taking money out of your IRA or 401k. And so you've made it past that. And you're also in a scenario where you could be at a time of your low low income, and you're not quite yet forced to take money out of your IRA, which happens at 70 and a half. So that 10-year span is a time to strategically potentially move money from your tax-deferred IRA or 401k into a Roth or some other tax-free or tax-exempt type of account. And we usually do that strategically over time in pieces, and we want to make pay close attention to your tax brackets when we do those movements, because we want to normalize and make sure we don't bump you way up in a marginal bracket. So converting an IRA to a Roth is definitely something to consider. The next thing, so the third thing we're talking about today is you may want to consider how 
I'm going to say the word life insurance policy that offers tax-free loans that may provide an alternative source of retirement income during that era of higher tax rates. And so use that word life insurance, and it's not life insurance like you're accustomed to. This is not having a term policy to pay off your house and pay off the mortgage. This is more along the lines of executive benefits packages or something called corporate design life insurance. It is a vehicle that is designed to maximize the internal cash value, you know, the savings component of it, and minimize the death benefit. And it's really designed to put money into, grow it tax deferred, but take it out tax free. All right. So there is an interesting piece in the tax code that this falls under. So it can be used in certain applications. Again, it's not for everybody for sure. So where we see this type of strategy is either, you know, a lot in the corporate world for high income individuals where they've maxed everything else out and they still want a place to put money and grow it safely and be able to have a source of income to take out that's tax free at a later time. Probably one of the most widely known examples of this, Jim Harbaugh, who's the coach of Michigan, a large portion of his compensation package is a life insurance policy that's built for cash value that's going to generate an extremely large tax-free cash pension-like payment to him in his retirement. So again, there's some unique tax treatments that happen with this. It can be a value asset to own in a rising tax environment. And with everything, it's not for everyone. It's just one of the potential options that are out there. Next, we want to talk about planning for a blended withdrawal strategy from your retirement accounts. And really what that means, if you've listened to this podcast or been a client for a while, uh, we talk about you know different tax buckets. And each bucket of money, whether it's your savings that you get taxed on every year, your tax deferred, which is your IRA or 401k, or the tax-free bucket, which would be your Roth IRA or your cash value life insurance, when you pull money out of that and spend it, it's all taxed differently. So you get to keep different portions of the money. So one may allow you to have a much higher spendable income than the other. And so an example would be pulling some money from a Roth IRA while drawing some money from your 401k may allow you to maximize your lower tax brackets. So we keep your income where it needs to be from an income standpoint, but it will leave you in a lower tax bracket, which will lower your tax bill, as opposed to pulling out from another retirement income source or another bucket. So again, it's being strategic to be able to fill the income gap and pull it out of the right tax bucket to minimize the tax effect when you take it out. So many different little, uh, you know, you talk about, I think earlier in the podcast, you were talking about kind of sneaky, just how taxes creep up and get us from so many different angles, Scott, but it sounds like you've got plenty of sneaky ways to kind of get back at the taxes to counteract all those things. Yes. Sneaky and all legal. L- legal. I, yeah, a yeah. caveat to that. I, I, I didn't mean sneaky as in shady, <laughs> yes. but just, you know, like, hey, if you're going to be sneaky, we'll be sneaky right back at you. Yeah. Sort of thing. And it's up to the citizen. Com- compliance alarm bells are going off in Scott's yes, yeah. brain like, hold on now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Elton is going, what? Yes, uh, that's right. You know, so but when you when you think through these things, uh, you know, talk about taxes, taxes are complex. But we have a, a long list of possible tax strategies. And I'll, well, we simply go through and check the boxes and say, does this fit? Does this fit? Does this fit? And it's just a process we go through to filter to say, well, you know, 
some of these things could be a possibility in someone's plan. And then we have to run the numbers to see, you know, does this make sense, you know, to do these? So I'm just giving you a handful of the most popular and obvious and it's your advisor's job or our job, if you're working with us, is to continually look at those to see if we could deploy those to lower your tax brackets. So yeah. interesting to look at all those moving parts there, Scott. Y- yes, it is. And we've got two more to talk about. The next one is analyze your charitable giving. You know, Money and tax deferred accounts may be more efficient to give to charity than ordinary income. So you may be able to benefit from the tax advantage while also helping a worthy charity. Here's an example. Um, if you're 70 and a half and find yourself required to take minimum distributions from your IRA, you can do something called a Qualified Charitable Distribution, or QCD for short. And the rules state that you can donate up to $100,000 of your RMD to a charity and not be taxed on it. And so perfect example of that. I've got a client that was doing charitable contributions to his church on a monthly basis. He is single, so he's a single tax filer. And so what was happening with the new tax changes, the standard deduction and the over 65 exemption, he wasn't able to itemize those deductions anymore. He has tithing to the church. So he's over 70 and a half. So what did we do? We send portions of his IRA, RMD, to the church directly. He satisfies the RMD. It counts as his tithing, but he's getting a good tax effect on that without having to itemize. So it's pretty interesting how you can do those things. And there's many other ways to, to use charitable giving. That would just be the one that's probably appropriate for most folks to do that. So am I reading that and that setting it up that way, not only beneficial for him, but also is maximizing the amount of dollars that would otherwise be able to go to the charity? Yes. And estimates right now, since only about 10 to 15 percent of the population are itemizing now because of the simplified tax uh, form, that charitable contributions are could be down 15 to 20 percent. And so it's important if you're wanting to support those you know, organizations, we just want to do it in the most tax efficient manner and use the tax code as our guide to do it efficiently and effectively. All right. What's the last item? The last one is pay off debts today in a lower tax environment. So if, if the thought is if, if taxes are likely to be higher in the future, servicing debt will require more income. So more debt requiring more income means you're living in a higher tax environment. So using your income now to pay the debt off allows you to live on less income later. Said another way, you know, if tax rates go up, when you pull money out of ordinary income or pull money out of your IRA, it's cheaper to do it now potentially than later on. So if you can pay some of those debts off in a low tax rate environment, it may make sense to do that. And so we talked about a lot of things today. Now, There's no single solution that's likely to make all of your tax burdens go away. Some prudent planning may provide some meaningful benefits to reduce taxes into the future for yourself and for your loved ones in the next generation. So again, explore this, you know, talk to a qualified professional, give us a call. We're happy to go through the process of evaluation to see if any of these items make sense. And I do. I can tell you, our the fourth quarter of every year is one of our busiest years because we're doing a lot of this work. 
in the background for our clients and also per request for new potential clients and current clients that want to take another look. So we're very well equipped to do this. So if any of these things are of interest, definitely reach out to us and we're happy to help and walk you through our process. Definitely one of those things that seems like it takes a good bit of organizational skills to check all these different strategies, see who it fits for, how to properly implement all of these things. You got to make sure you're being careful with all of these different little moving parts to make sure you're doing the right thing at the right time so that we're being just sneaky, not sneaky and something else, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very cool. Sneaky in a good way. Sneaky in a good way. Good sneaky. Good sneaky. No, this is really helpful. And if you want to get more information about this or wonder maybe if there are some things that you can do to take advantage of taxes in the future, give Scott and the team a call here on Your Retirement Elevated. The number is 913-393-4724. That's 913-393-4724. And always online, listen to scott.com. That's where you can listen to past episodes of the show, get in touch with the team. Lots of good info there. Listen to scott.com the place to go. You know, I talked about, you know, when my wife looked at that paycheck that first time and saw all those things being taken out, I said, well, there are things we can do to, you know, adjust or change. And so we started talking about how, you know, we could do uh, an, an HSA or this and that. And there's different ways that we can kind of, if we contribute to the 403B that's at work, you can do this and take advantage of these little things over here. And so I try to turn it into, okay, we're looking at an opportunity here. We have to play by these rules, but there's an opportunity. It's the same thing you are doing in the retirement realm is saying, all right, these are the rules by which we have to play. But instead of kind of looking at this in a negative light, there are lots of opportunities to take advantage of here. And that's kind of what we have in the current tax bracket, even though in the future we think taxes will go up, which feels like a bad thing. We also have an opportunity right now to do some good things for our financial situations. You're absolutely correct. And as we end our podcast today, I want everyone to know that's listening, even if you don't have, if you don't think you've got a, a tax plan in place, you do. It is the one that the IRS is prescribing to you. That's the default. <laughs> that is the default. That happens whether you want one or not. Tax planning is different than tax preparation. Tax planning is how do you use the rules to your benefit to minimize taxes? Because those rules are there to be followed and we just have to have someone to guide you through that process to make sure we understand what those rules are. And again, we always want to think through the ideas and we always want to have our our numbers double checked by a CPA or a qualified tax repair, which that's what we do. We look at the big picture, we talk about the what ifs, but I always like to have you know a, a tax professional give the rubber stamp on the numbers because it's their job to crunch the numbers and, and get the forms. Our job is to let our clients know what is available at their disposal to help minimize taxation. Well, if the answer to the question, are you prepared for rising taxes, is no, or is an I don't know, or I'm not sure, let that be a good cue to get some assistance. You can, again, get in touch with Scott by going to listentoscott.com or calling 913-393-4724. Scott, thanks for the help on today's show. Looking forward to the next podcast with you. Have a great day. You too. That's Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time on Your Retirement Elevated.
Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.